0: Your home for hockey talk covering every team in the NHL. New episodes every Monday. Download at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. This is the Leaf Sky Podcast. Here's your host, Jim Taddy.
1: Hi, everybody. Thank you, Mike Ross. Jim Taddy with you for the next half hour or so on Leafs Guy. Welcome aboard to Episode 29, Season 2. Terry Koshan from the Toronto Sun will be our guest. And we're talking about the Leafs, who clinched second in the Atlantic Division last night, which was Tuesday a 3 nothing win over Detroit. Before we get going, hockey fans feel the action on the ice like never before with DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of the NHL. Right now, new customers can bet just $1 on any team and get $150 in free bets if they do. If Sportsbook isn't available in your area, no worries. You can still hit the ice for cold, hard cash. New customers can make their first deposit and play for free for thousands with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Hockey Contest. Draft your lineup of eight skaters and a goalie, rack-up points for goals, assists, saves, and more. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. Best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you need to. The call to action, ladies and gentlemen, is download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the promo code THPN, bet just $1 on any NHL team to win and get $150 in free bets if they do. The code is THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of the NHL. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for complete details. All right, under the hockey story. It goes into the books as a 3 nothing win over Detroit on home ice. The Red Wings are having a tough season. The Leafs are having an historic season by their own standards. And so the Leafs clinch second in the Atlantic Division, meaning they have home ice in the first round of the playoffs. But the storyline was Austin Matthews with 60 goals. He got two in the game against Detroit. And both goals were just jaw droppers, especially the second one on the power play where the Red Wings penalty kill team, a not very good unit, by the way, watched as history was made by the Leaf forward. A stunning performance by him, a taking care of business performance by the team, and it really has a lot of positive vibes going forward into the playoffs, which really slays at least one dragon for the Leafs going forward. Here is our conversation with Terry Koshan from the Toronto Sun. All right, Terry, let's start with the headliner. I mean, Austin Matthews, 60 goals, that is quite a season, isn't it? Yeah, it's kind of hard
0: to put into words, Jim. Um, you, you know, one of, one of the things we've been hearing the last few days is scoring is up and, and points are up among individual players. Well, that's true, but this guy is just blowing everybody else away, goals-wise, of course. You know, 60 is, you uh, know, it's the first time done in 10 seasons since Steven Stamkos did it with Tampa uh, 10 years ago. Uh, Just the second player, sorry, third after Samkos and Ovechkin, active to hit 60 goals, and you know Ovechkin hitting 65. I think it was 14 years ago. So uh, the the rarity of this, um, you know, is something to behold, Jim. And and, you know, you have to wonder uh, whether we'll see it again with Matthews. I think we will um, because of his age and you know the way that the Maple Leafs play the game. But um, yeah, last night was quite a moment when that when that puck went in. And even the way he scored the, the 60th, yeah. it's funny that the 59th was a bit of a different one than than what we usually see from him. Uh, great play by Jason Spezza to make it happen, but the 60th was was your typical Matthews goal, top corner, okay. snapshot, moving in the slot, everything. So so good for him. He he works at this. This is not this is not Austin Matthews falling out of bed and making this happen. A lot of work goes into it, and uh, he's fully deserving of all of the accolades he's getting for this.
1: Yeah, I, I, we're going to spend a bit of time on him because I think that um, I think we're starting to appreciate, uh, you know, who he is. Um, and, and so I, I'll, I'll say this because I said this on the broadcast at the end of the game last night. You know, we just honored and I, I say everything here with all due respect, everybody. We just honored the passing of Mike Bossy and Guy Lafleur. And, and when you go through their their their, their careers and for Bossy was the entire career, Guy mm-hmm. Lafleur had those five dominant years. Um, and you look at those numbers, and that's that—that's the threshold that Austin Matthews has just crossed into, isn't it?
0: Yeah, it is. And uh, those numbers, the Ovechkin numbers, the 950-goal seasons, um, you know, Matthews is going to have a lot of 50-goal years by the time he's done. It, it's hard, hard to put a number on it because we don't know at this point, but the potential is there for a lot of them. Uh, 60, 65, does he hit 65 this year if he doesn't miss? a bunch of games, I would uh, bet yes that he would have done that. I think he leads the NHL, too, in, in, in posts and crossbars hit, Jim, in the 12, 13, 14 area. So a lot of things there that, uh, you know, didn't happen for him this year, and yet here he is still with 60. So, yeah, I, I think certainly he's crossed into that threshold, and I think it'll be a long while before he goes back the other way. Uh, you know, barring injuries for Matthews, I, I would imagine that that 50 goals uh, should become quite, quite uh, commonplace for him. Uh, no matter what is happening in the rest of the game, because we see that. Uh, it's just it's just something else altogether, his knack for putting the puck in the net.
1: Well, look, I mean, uh, the first year, uh, 82 games, 40 goals. The next year, 62 games, 34, then 68 and 37, then 70 and 47, then 52 and 41, and now 73 and 60. So he's missed eight games this year. I mean, these are phenomenal numbers. And, and I think that you run the danger when you're talking about Austin Matthews, of just dealing with the 60 goals this year. There's much more to this guy. You know, I've detailed his entire NHL career scoring-wise, mm-hmm. but if you were to, to compare today's Austin Matthews with that guy who scored the, the, what, the four goals against Ottawa in game one, this is a different mm-hmm. hockey player.
0: Yeah, well, yeah, John Tavares John put it well on uh, Tuesday, Jim, when he said that, you know, the aspect of his defensive play, his ability to take the puck away from other people is uncanny. And, uh, you know, He's been doing that a bit since the start of his career, but you know, he, 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 uh, as of yesterday and as of, obviously as of today, he led all NHL forwards by a, a quite a wide margin in, in takeaways. And I think he was just one behind Alex Petrangelo in Vegas for the overall NHL lead. Um, so that is a result of not only his skill, but his instincts and his ability to read plays and know when that's going to happen. Uh, Jim, you've been at as many games as I have. How many times in a game have we seen? The the opposition think, okay, we're getting through the neutral zone. We can make something happen here. Bang, Matthews is right there. He's got the puck back on his stick somehow. And the Leafs are turning around, going back in transition. Uh, There's just no one else in the game who does that like he does. And, you know, he's going to get my vote for the Hart Trophy, uh, my my first place uh, vote, um, for a lot of reasons. The goal scoring, but the defensive play is certainly a part of it. You know, some people say, oh, well, he doesn't kill penalties. Well, so what? He's 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 out there doing everything else for them, winning faceoffs, stripping pucks, scoring goals, making other things happen. It's not like he only has twenty or thirty assists this year either; as well over a hundred points. So he, he just is um, well-rounded, the power-type center you want to lead your team at all times, and that's what he is. I mean, you know, is saying last night he's our leader, and this is the guy who wears the C on his on his sweater. So there's there's no there's no uh, beating around the bush here of, of what he is, Jim. Complete hockey player period and like i said at his age we're we're just on the cusp of what he can do i think
1: yeah absolutely and and, you know we've been around long enough to understand and we've seen other examples of this that when you draft first of all when you're last in the league uh, because of the lottery you don't always get the first overall pick and sometimes when you do get the first overall pick it's a pretty good hockey player but austin matthews is just at the top of that list this is a it's, it's a foundation player i mean everything comes out of him
0: yeah, it's it's true, and you know what? Uh, the things that Mitch Marner has done for the team in his career in this season are also exceptional. But again, when you have that number one center in Matthews, he is your foundation. Period for an organization, and you know we'll see where the where the contract issue goes in a few years. But let, let's not worry about that right now. He's just, um, you know. He is that player, and the 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 test now comes starting next week, Jim, in the playoffs. We know that he knows that. You know, he was very quick to say last night, "Job's not done, work's not finished." So, you know, as happy as he was to get to sixty goals, he knows that this is something part of something bigger. He wants to be part of something bigger, and, and I, I thought it was appropriate, Jim, last night that he he gets these goals in a game that the Maple Leafs clinch home ice advantage. So he's been valuable all season long. We know the things that he's done. And for him to get the game-winning goal and then really, you know, not that Detroit was coming back in this one, but insurance goal near the end. To claim home ice, I think it's, it was completely fitting that Matthews was the guy that drove that last night. And, uh, you know, here the Leafs are opening uh, probably next Monday against uh, Tampa Bay
1: at home. Yeah. So, I mean, your, your leader has to get key goals and, and he does that. Um, you know, these are not your, your normal Leafs. And I think we're both willing to admit that. Um, mm-hmm. I think the problem with the Leafs is you get a history lesson when you make your predictions. And, and I don't think that applies this year. I, you know, obviously Tampa's, uh, if, if it turns out and it should be Tampa in the first round, um, and, you know, it's going to be difficult, but I don't see the Leafs, uh, getting eliminated here. I think the Leafs get through uh, there. I think they've well, learned their lessons
0: you and I, you and I talked about this earlier in last season, um, you know, getting through the North last year as easily as they did. And, and was that a result of some of the weak competition they had? Well, I don't know. I guess we'll never know, but perhaps it wasn't because we saw what they've done this year in a complete national hockey league. They've set rec- team records for points, They've blown away their team records for points for wins. They, you know, set the record last night with their 30th home win most in one season. So when you're when you're beating these teams and and uh, and doing it the way you are, and it's not just beating up on the also Rands. I mean, geez, we know they've had a few problems with some of the the lesser lights. I'm, I don't think that's a worry at all. I'm with you. I I would pick them to win in the first round. I, you know, I, you're gonna look at people will say, oh, well, what about the eight one loss in Tampa last week? Nah, Doesn't matter. You know, the, the Leafs were in Tampa a few weeks earlier, earlier and had a fairly easy time with the Lightning, and uh, you know. It, it was one game, and John Cooper said it to you know after the eight-one victory by the Lightning. One game, don't read too much into this, and I don't, I don't, I'm not, I'm certainly not going to. I know the Leafs won't. You know it. That that was not what you want, of course. But a few nights later, their their spirit comes through in in that comeback victory in Washington, and I think we've seen more of that out of this team this year, especially after the start they had. You know they they basically put October behind them very quickly and that was that. So, yeah, you know again we don't know until they prove it in the playoffs and, and Matthews and all these other players have to produce and your depth has to be good and Jack Campbell has to be good, but this team just seems different than anything we well it is different than anything we've seen in the past because no team has been this good. Leaf team.
1: Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Uh, and you know, let's let's be honest here. Tampa is going to hit them. They're going to get in their way. They're going, you know, yep. Tampa knows how to do that. And it's up to the Leafs to figure out a way through that. And I'm sure they will. I'm not. You know, it's not a sweep. This is a, probably a seven game series and a very tough one. And there could be some casualties along the way. But I I think the Leafs have have the depth and versatility to get through this.
0: Yeah, because they've shown they can they can play in these in these tight games this year and win. I mean against some of these top teams, you know, it's not like they've been taken to, taken to task by Tampa or Florida or or certainly not Boston, Washington. They won all three meetings against the Capitals this year. So, you know, they have that to think about going forward as well. But I'm with you. If this, if in any sense, this series is done before game six, I would be stunned by that. And um, under, you you could put a lot of scenarios in front of me right now. And I, I don't think any of them would make sense to me that would, Lead me to believe that this series won't go six or seven, um, but uh, yeah, I just now listen. This is not to take anything away from Tampa, Jim. We know what they're capable of. I mean, they're just yeah. defending two-time Cup champions and everything. So, and you and I've talked about before too. You know, the, the scars that the Leafs have of being eliminated in the in the past. You know, I, I'm saying four years because the fifth year, I don't. The first year, I think, doesn't count against Washington because I think yeah. he's probably a lot of people then. So we're weighing those, those scars against the ones that Tampa has gained by winning the Cup in tw- twice in the past two years. You have to give Tampa the advantage in that regard, but uh, you also uh,
1: – I,
0: I think you're going to have a hungrier Leaf team than we've ever seen, and I think that will count for something.
1: Yeah, look, with all due respect, I think winning uh, two straight Stanley Cups and in- – in a, uh, a shortened period in terms of time, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I, I total respect for that. Having said that it does have wear and tear that goes with it. And then that yep. that's, a, that's going to be a factor.
0: It is. And I'll be curious to see how, what the fatigue factor is like for the Maple Leafs starting next week, because they've caught a bit of a break here with the way the schedule ends, you know, yeah. just the one game against Boston on Friday, a lot of teams this week, including, uh, you know, the, uh, Wall well, three the Panthers uh, Bruins and, uh, Lightning, you know, I think are finishing with three and four, at least three in the last five days. Uh, the Maple Leafs, uh, you know, just uh, you know, Tuesday night and Friday night, and that's it. So there's a bit of a rest there for them. I'm curious to see what what uh, what Keith does with the lineup Friday night. Does he does he sit in Austin Matthews? Does he sit in Mac- Mitch Marner? Uh, Jack Campbell, what happens with Campbell? Uh, just given that uh, you don't want anyone getting hurt and that sort of thing. But uh, do you, does, does one game rest really matter at this point? When they haven't won a have played since Tuesday, and we all think that the opening game is Monday night, so we'll have to see. But um, the Leafs are the Leafs have been a, excuse me, a tired group in the last little while. Uh, they acknowledge that we saw that uh, you know Sunday in D.C. basically going on fumes, and you know they still able to come back and win. But again, having said that, Jim, when the puck drops in Game One of the playoffs, as the players will always say, the intensity is different, the pace is different, the adrenaline is different, yeah, the mental approach is different. I don't think fatigue is going to be a factor. And, and, and if it is, it's going to be a factor for both teams as as the series progresses. But in the early stages, I don't see it's, that it's going to be an issue
1: either way. Yeah, to- totally agree with that. So let's go over this roster. Uh, then we'll mm-hmm. start on the blue line. The Muslim return Tuesday night against Detroit was huge. Sandine looks like he's about to come back. And assuming that all that tracks in the right direction, uh, you've got a really deep blue line, unlike anything they've had in quite some time.
0: Well, listen, you're right, and if we project and say that Justin Hall and Rasmus Sandin are your fourth pair to start, so they're not in the lineup, that's pretty damn damn good to have that that duo not on on the ice, and I I would think that that's how it's going to play out. Um, You know, I don't think Sandin's going to be – he might play Friday night. We'll have to see. I don't think Sandin is going to be ready, though, to jump right back in, and and really, who do you take out at this point? I know there's some – Idea that do you do you leave Hall in for the penalty kill, uh, but I, I think what we saw last night you know will likely be what we saw in Game One, uh, Morgan Riley Labushkin, um, Brody Muslin Brody and Giordano Lilligren. Lilligren has been the uh, the X factor in all this for me, Jim, because he's come. I don't. He hasn't come from nowhere. We've known about him for years. But you go back to what he said in, in coming out of camp, saying, "Hey, it, basically for myself, it's put up or shut up." And here he is. He has earned this spot. You're not looking at that with a question mark. He's done a lot of good things with Mark Giordano since Giordano came over from uh, from Seattle. And, uh, you know, he's earned that. He's earned this. He's earned the right to be there. Labushkin, again, a revelation. When that yeah. trade happens with Arizona, you look at, okay, well, good for Kyle Dubas to get out from under the Nick Ritchie contract that he never should have signed him to in the first place. Uh, that's a win. Well, you know, you get this player back that's – been good for you and as, as, as added a real nice physical element and it's funny how these pairings worked out but it has looked fine with morgan riley so i think that's going to be your top six you know it's great it's good to get muzzin back of course in uh, in
1: that game last night uh, oh absolutely you know. I mean, that blue line looked like to yeah. bring in yeah. geo to bring in labushkin i mean those are because i think we were talking way back when about well who's going to have that bogosian type grit that they, they're going to miss that. And then you've got two kids got back it. there and actually Dermott was there too. And it just yeah. looked like it was patched together, but this is a firm, as good as anybody's blue line uh, on this, uh, you know, this roster. I mean, this is, this is a really good blue line.
0: Yeah. It's the best one they've had.
1: There's
0: yeah. no doubt. There's no doubt yeah. at all. There, there's a, uh, you know, you're going to, you're going to run into injuries too, the longer this goes. So certainly if Hall and Sandine aren't playing in game one, we will see them at some point. Yeah. Uh, that's just the way it goes. Um, you know, the other, the other argument against Hall right now too, is that if you're going to go with, you know, Brody Muzzin and, uh, Giordano uh, Lilligren, you know, Hall doesn't have much of a history at all playing with Morgan Riley. So, you know, I, I would, I would imagine, like I say, it'll be what we saw last night. There's still one game for, for Sheldon Keith to figure that out, but, uh, that, that would appear to be set to me. And like I say, you're not, if you're going to go to a Hall or a Sandine down the line or whoever it is, it's, it's a. You're not doing it with fingers crossed. You know what you're getting from those guys, and that, that's really crucial. Um, you're, you know, all due respect to Travis Thurman, who didn't work here for him, of course got traded to Vancouver in the past when you had to go to him in the playoffs, you're doing it with a bit of trepidation. Well, you not you're not going to do that with these guys. And really the question maybe a question mark for me would be where where will Sandine be conditioning and all that sort of thing. If he does get in and I don't mean physically, I think physically he's going to be fine, but it's more the mental aspect of it and the decision-making and reads and everything else. He's been out since March 19th, Jim. I mean, if that's a long time, you yeah. know, you're looking at six weeks by the time the playoffs starts. So awesome. I think eventually he'll get in, but you know, starting six, you can't argue with it. You really
1: can't. It's great depth. That's for sure. Let's move to the forward unit. And clearly if Bunting and Kasha were in, This forward unit would be the best they've had in quite some time too, if it's not already.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I think Bunting will get in. Uh, You know, it didn't look at the other night, a bit of a, what we think is a leg injury there. The Leafs haven't been specific on it, but he skated on Tuesday. Uh, I imagine he would be again today. Saw him in the press box during the game against uh, uh, Detroit and he, he, you know, quote unquote, looked fine. Certainly not a guy that was hobbling around or anything like that. And uh, you know, it could turn out, Jim, that if, you know, we know he's not playing Friday, but if he's in for Game One, that he get that this is a bit of a bonus for him that he gets that a rest before the playoffs. We yeah. know what is going to do once the puck starts. Uh, or sorry, once the, once the puck drops, and uh, he's been so good all year, he's likely going to lead all rookies in scoring. So. Yeah, it's uh, the question mark there. I don't think it might be a small one. Kasha, we don't know when he's going to return. I mean, that, that's not looking overly optimistic for a game one return. But, you know, if you do get him eventually, he gets right back in. The only issue for me, really, with these guys, Jim, um, the forward group is as deep as it is, you still have, you still wonder a bit about how that fourth line is going to look. You know, I think two of the players certainly will be Blackwell and Spezza. And so yeah. has had a nice little resurgence here at the end. I think he's done some good things in the last couple of games, uh, to, uh, you know, get himself, not that he was ever out of Sheldon keeps good books, but to solidify that a little more, Keith said as much last night after the game. So, but you want to, you want to get that whoever that's going to be, you know, I would imagine we're going to see that line on, uh, on uh, Friday night against Boston, but solidify that a bit, but your top nine, um, yeah, it's uh, you know Alex Kerfer can move anywhere and, and and do a good job. Camp has been a revelation. Look at what Ilya Mikheyev has done in scoring 20 goals, uh, realizing his potential. Ditto for Pierre Engvall. So again, you, you you talk about depth and and everything else, and uh, yeah, it, it completely is the best forward group this team has had.
1: Yeah, Nielander works in the third line. They move him up on, on face offs yeah, in the offensive down. zone, yeah. so that works, right? Yeah, I mean, look
0: at he's. That works anywhere. I mean, he, you know, at, at the end of uh, uh, PKs or power plays, depending how it's gone, he gets out there a bit with Matthews and Marner and looks good doing that as well. So um, a, a lot of pieces they have to, to use and move around. Um, you know, you hope that John Tavares can be effective, especially at even strength, five on five. Uh, but it's good to see, he's, you know, he's in the high 20 now as far as goals go and and uh, putting up points as well. So, Um, there's just a lot of good things to like now you just keep your fingers crossed like every other team is and hope that the group stays healthy
1: and just one more thought before we play the lightning round of yes guy no guy i -hmm. think the coaching staff uh, has has grown too hasn't it
0: yeah it has it has you know adding carberry and dean chanuth uh you know coming coming from good 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 positions and not question marks and that sort of thing maybe A guy like Dave Hacksall had been a head coach in the league, wasn't really suited to it. You could argue that one way or the other, you know, moving uh, Manny Malhotri out of the, um, out of the, running the power play. And, you know, look what the Leafs are this year, They're you know, first overall for more or less they've run the table on it all season. So uh, there are some good voices there for Keith and, and, you know, we'd be remiss if we didn't say that he, he has, hasn't improved either because he has, I mean, another year for him and, we see what his winning percentage is since he's come in and, and it took over from Mike Babcock uh, two and a half years ago. Now it's, um, it's rather impressive. And, and, and Keith just, he's had a good, a good feel for moving the pieces around. He, he has a good feel for his bench and everything else, Jim. And, uh, and, uh, you know, it's going to be, that'll be a fun challenge to watch to see how that unfolds the, the Keith, John Cooper, um, uh, you know, I don't want to say battle, but the, the matching of wits in round one and, and how Keith does
1: with that. But, yeah, the
0: coaching staff as well as the players are in a good spot is as well.
1: Okay, time now for Yes Guy, No Guy.
0: Last minute of play in this podcast.
1: Thank you, Mike Ross. Yes Guy, No Guy, number one. This Leafs team is the best of the Austin Matthews era. Yes Guy. Yeah, slam dunk. Yeah, an emphatic Yes Guy. Yep. Yeah. Yes Guy, No Guy, number two. Austin Matthews looks like he is the team leader on the ice.
0: Yes, on and off. He leaves by example everywhere. Period. Would have this the sea if Tavares didn't. Yeah, and, and that's the first happen.
1: year you would have said that, right?
0: Yep. Yeah. yeah. No, he's he he is the guy. Capital letters.
1: Okay. Yes, guy. No, guy. Number three. The least blue line finally has enough depth and enough layers to get it done.
0: Yes, guy. Like we haven't yeah. seen it before. Like we said, the depth is key.
1: Right. you are
0: We can't. We can't under. You. You mentioned Giordano before. Yeah. Well, he's been and smooth things out. Smart, better, smart hockey better, player. Smart hockey player, probably better than they thought he was going to be. Not that they were underestimating, but I would say he's probably past their expectations.
1: Yes, guy, no guy. Number four, Jack Campbell has returned to form. Yes, guy. Hmm. Yes, guy. Yeah. Okay. Yes. And the last one, this Leafs team is actually underrated. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm.
0: I think there's a respect for them across the league. I really do. Yeah. So yeah. no
1: guys, not by their peers. No, maybe by the fan base, but not by their peers.
0: Well, in the fan base, rightfully so, because they haven't shown, this team hasn't shown in the playoffs. By this team, I mean the Maple Leafs, not this group. So, you know, there's a, there's a difference there. And this could be the year that I think that they'll make that difference.
1: Well, I hope everybody enjoyed episode 29, season two of Leafs Sky. I hope you come back next week for episode number 30.